I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Boom, we're on. And today's guest, we've got porn star Sophie Anderson. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, actually, no, actually, I we've just had, um, so myself and Damon, we've just had our um, puppy in a lorry crash. Mm-hmm. And um, literally, I will never, ever be able to forget it. Like... We so um Damon was taking our eldest daughter in um into the house, mm-hmm. into um uh, our parents' house, and I was just literally we'd just done an edit. I was taking the laptop into our motorhome because that's where we live. Mm-hmm. And Bullseye, our little son, our little puppy son, came out and literally straight under a lorry. And I couldn't believe it. And I could just even now I can picture his face. And his arm going under. And then I screamed. And I've never screamed like that in my whole life. And uh, then Damien rushed out, grabbed him. and I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's been really, really tense. And mm-hmm. then we were told that he was going to have to have it amputated. But then we've done the best care on him and literally now he doesn't have to have it amputated and there's no infection yeah, so it's like yay and then we've had yeah my boob um yeah, we'll touch on all that exploding, yeah yeah <laughs> um and yeah because of sepsis and everything mm-hmm. so it's been um, difficult few weeks yeah, yeah. I would say since February, because my kind of confidence has really gone downhill, mm-hmm. um, even more so than it normally is. So um, yeah, it's been it's been quite difficult to uh, be honest. Yes. So you've been a porn star, OnlyFans, escort. You've been yeah. working hard. Your man's here today. Oh, We're going to get Damien on the podcast after yeah, yourselves. Yeah, I'm ready for it, mate. <laughs> yes. <But laughs> I always go back to the start of my guests. Get a yeah. bit of understanding about you, yeah. where you grew up, and how it all began. Oh my goodness. So, um, yeah, let's let's go back. So my dad looked after me, me and my sister. My mum left um because I think it well, 
I know that it was other men who were more um, appealing than me and my sister. Um, so, yeah, she she went off when I was five, then became a mum, really, to my sister. And we are very close. My dad had to work a lot. Um, and that was in Bristol. Um, so most of kind of my growing up was my dad doing the best that he could um, as a single dad, their mum coming in and out of my life um, mostly. Um, and then really, um, the, the funny thing is, is I used to worship my mum as, as I was growing up. So she was in and out of my life and then there was kind of... A lot of kind of abuse there, mental abuse, I would say, um, and um, kind of abuse with our men and all that type of thing. So I find that very hard, but kept it very quiet. Um, so that that was difficult, being honest. And I didn't really then like her, and as a person then growing up, and then she died. Um, so I have a but I have a lot of guilt there as well. So that's kind of back in the day. Yeah. The the salvation really was actually getting into my performing art. So I was acting at a, a young age, at about 10. And then at 10, I found cock. It was a release um, kind of from my, my, I would say, normal kind of life. Um, my dad uh, had a series of houses and we had to be hardworking. So at that time, big up to my dad because he was a hardworking single parent, didn't have many... Uh, girlfriends or anything like that because he gave my, his life to me and my sister. Um, and then he met someone and we moved to Bradford and Avon. And that's, that's when I was about 10. Uh, again, mum kind of uh, flitting around everywhere. Um, so it was kind of um, at 10, I... Yeah, we moved to Bradford Avon and then um, literally it was a next door neighbour. He was 14. We went, it was a real set, I will be honest with you, even though I was 10, I was very sexual. So about the age of eight, I was kind of, I remember being on my rocking horse and having that feeling of like, I don't know whether it was an orgasm, but that feeling of feeling like, oh, this is a relief. Like, it just feels good. So then I'd be, like, in the shed <laughs> most days, like, especially over the summer with candles and, and all of that. So I remember these boxes of white candles and going in there and, like, putting them inside and that feeling of, like, release and everything. Um, so then I was eight, but then I lost my virginity at ten. And it was a weird one because it wasn't like normal. So we went to his tent. Well, sorry, I went to his tent and his brother and my sister were outside the tent with friends trying to look in this like kind of mesh gauze and they were looking through while he was fucking me and doggy. And then he come inside me and it was done and over and done with. Um, but it, then it was a buzz then it was a right buzz, like, I want to get more of this. So then it was Facebook. Um, and what was the one also that I bumble back at that time? Yeah. People. Oh my God, but that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So then I was contacted on the, um, the old um, computer, my dad's computer, contacting all these different men and, and, and then going out and getting my release at that age. So I lost my anal virginity at 
14. Um, but it it wasn't, I don't know if people see this as bad, but for me it wasn't. Um, at that time then I had, my mum then got uh, rights um, uh, for me and my sister to see us. Um, and then literally um we go we go over there um on weekends and she'd have all these kind of black guys over she went for nothing i have nothing against race or absolutely anything like that um in fact i've had porn where i'm i'm with all different races and genders and and being with all different people and i love it and i genuinely love it but at this time um, she, um, loved to see black guys and I was then, um, brought into the room. Um, my sister was in, it was kind of protection. Um, my, of course my mum didn't know or anything like that, but these guys used to really shame me, um, for my weight. At that time I was really overweight as well as a child. I think again, it was that kind of um, feeding a kind of like addiction of food, um, as well, as well as sex. Um, so then it was like having these older men kind of abuse me, being welcomed into the room. I have to watch my mum, um, have sex. Um, and then, then these, uh, these guys would like, sh yeah, fat shame me going, oh, I bet you want, you want like another burger. Look at you. My mum would then buy me clothes that were way too small for me because she was very skinny. Um, she had anorexia. So she was very skinny. My sister was skinny, but I was, I was, um, an overweight child and, um, yeah, it was, I can, like, remember bits of, like, going into the room and touching me, all of that type of thing. Um, it was never full sex. It was always touching or I'd have to, like, kiss them or something like that. And I and I do, I remember this one guy and he was, um, yeah, he'd really touch. You know, really kind of like finger, all of that type of thing. The Nazis, um, the pedophiles. Well, yeah. It yeah, makes me exactly. sad, Sophie, and you're telling me this. Um, do, do you know the thing is, is you. Do you think you've just blocked it out so much because uh, of everything exactly. that you've done? Like yeah. The fold upon and all the drugs um, and all the shit that you've done. Like yeah, the, yeah. Obviously and I that. am very open. So this bit. I will be honest, I've never told, apart from, apart from um, Damien, because um, there's things that he's going to tell you about his life and things, but that we really connect on. And I found something that I really <clears throat> connect with, like, everything, spiritually, everything. He's good for my soul. Um, but this, yeah, never, never, ever told anyone. My dad doesn't know or anything. Um and now, like, looking back, I, I'm just like... And I think that's why I could never forgive my mum. Because I was like, you let these do you blame, men... Do you blame her? No, now I feel guilty because I didn't connect with her when she died of cancer. You can't, I feel guilty. You, you can't, though. I feel uh, really guilty about did she, it. Did she know about the men touching you, though? Yeah, she was in the bedroom. Yeah, well, you can't... You, I'm sorry, but and, you can't... And everything. You can't feel sorry for her. And touch her. And, um, yeah. yeah, and they never had full sex. Um, but it was, yeah, pretty much. Was she a much. prostitute? No, no. She was... Um, so she always tried to better herself. Um, in what way? 
So she had these like dead end jobs, but then she'd get, let's say, a she'd want to be a social worker. So she'd go and do a um a college job um or 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 sorry, sorry, a college course or something like that. And I was like, oh, you know, mum's doing it now. Mum's doing it now. She'd always have these little flats. And my dad used to have to take us food over there on the weekends because she didn't have enough food for us. Um, but there were little mental things she used to do, like get me in front of the mirror and go, look at the state of you. You're so fat and ugly. Like, look at the state of you. Look at me. I'm fitting into your clothes. You always used to buy me clothes on my birthday and Christmas, nothing else. And put them on mm. herself in front of the mirror and go, look at me, I can fit into your clothes. I've bought these for you. These, these clothes you're supposed to fit into. And instead, you're, I'd have to buy you 14-year-old clothes for a 10-year-old. I'm like, wow, wow. And now I look back at it and I think, God, I'd never... Now I've got daughters because they are mine. Da Damien's got two daughters. Unfortunately, I haven't met his son yet, um, but they're mine. And I would never, ever put them at any harm or um, in fact, I'm very protective. And I've got my own son who's 15 and I am so protective. Or I was until, until he left, but we'll go on to that. But um yeah, I never, um, I can never forgive her for a long time. So there was a time when I was then 14. I'm so, so then I was having sex outside because I thought, you know, if I, it was my own sex then at 10, because I could go out and choose who I wanted to sleep with. It wouldn't be on a, on a weekend that I'd have to be there. Um, so my sister was always in the, on the sofa and then I go in there, I have to go in there. She'd, take me in on the night time my sister didn't know anything either with these with these guys and again I just want to say that I'm literally it's nothing about race or anything like that that's who my mum had over so you know whichever guys they were on whatever race or 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 anything um that's what they did to me and that was that was who she was seeing at the time do I have any kind of uh, against any guys now? No, no, literally. I, I again, I, I love sex and I love who I am and I'm comfortable with who I am now. When I was 14, I then had bad anorexia, really bad, where even I thought having a drop of water would put on weight. And I remember saying to my dad, so I hadn't eaten for about coming on two weeks. And I fainted at school. And they're like, well, what's going on? I was super thin. Um, in fact, but I kept pinching, you know. And then, uh, um, uh, yeah, just kept looking in the mirror and pinching, see where I could get little bits of fat. And and even, even to the point where it was on my toe and I'd be like... Oh my God. And I say to my sister, she was very into dance, um, very athletic. So I had her, I had my mum, um, who was an anorexic. Um, so the men I'd used to go and see at 10 were older as well. I you particularly go to this pub in Bradford-Avon, knowing that I could get drink, um, go and suck the guys off in a card so they go and buy me booze and fags and give me weed. Um, at 10? Yeah, 
Yeah. Fucking hell. So, so I particularly, I, I know what I was doing though. I was very aware but whether. You, you think you know what you're doing, but you don't really. You're still a Do kid. You know, my I, daughter's 12, man. And it fucking, you speaking, I mean, that breaks my fucking heart, man. Really? But yeah. I'm very, I'm very, um, 10 really? years old. Yeah, it's because like, that's fucking pedophiles. That's abuse. Oh, yeah, no, it is. Do you know what I mean? Fucking yeah. nonsense like that. Yeah. They're taking advantage of your yeah. vulnerability. But I don't want to say here that I'm some kind of victim. And no, that's why no, I got into the I get, I get Because that. that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not a victim. I'm very strong and independent and um it's it's nothing nothing like that at all. Um so so yeah, but then I was choosing, I was choosing and I, I was getting drink, I was getting fags and and all of that, what I wanted. So it's kind of like if you think about it, a payment um for my services, even at that time. Um then then um then I was very into drama. Drama was my escape. Total I'd get on buses. So coming up now into my teens, I then had a real voice, an opera voice. And it was and honestly, doing musical theatre, um what was the first one I was in? Um Sweeney Todd. I was, it was fantastic. It was, I was like, this is what I want to do. Um, so I had my voice, my singing teacher. So one thing that my dad did was notice that I had a voice there. Um, and he then paid for singing lessons for me. Um, so, and it was great going to the music theatre. Then I, I honestly, so then we, I was coming up to... Um, going in secondary school and I had no friends I didn't want any I um, was still seeing guys and then couples online and everything so I'd be going excuse me up to the music center on a lunchtime I wasn't interested in anyone else no younger people I connected with at all um, but one thing I loved is changing into different characters doing my drama and my singing and I go to the music center go and do my music lesson um, was that because it took it took you away from who you really were and you, and you um Another form yeah. of a, another form I, of an escape, kinda. Um, do you know what? I wouldn't even say that. I I really enjoy playing different people. I, I don't know if that's an escape. Or I don't know what you say, but I'd I'd really research into different characters and and then then really I was then making my own kind of personalities of myself, um, which in which I then was able to do very easily so that's why I was so good at drama because then I was changing um especially in my teens so I really wasn't seeing my mum a lot then I was kind of like fuck you uh kind of thing like hey I didn't want to go and see someone who's putting me down all the time and that wasn't even from a sexual thing with her blokes that was literally I just didn't want to be put down anymore I was sick of it I was crying every night like, how could my mum treat me like this? And then, like, be, being so anorexic and so thin and having to look at myself in the mirror and picturing my mum there doing all of that to me. Then at this time, I was fancying women. Um, so at school, I really fancied this basketball player and she was a woman. Then I was getting... I told someone as well of my age... And I said, oh, I really fancy this girl. Anyway, shamed, totally shamed. 
everyone in my tutor group was like, and again, like I, I wasn't eating, so I was like fainting all the time. Um, my dad really never picked up on anything. So even when I fainted, it was like he he was there, but not really there. Um, and uh, then then I was trying to come out <laughs> at that time as well. What actually helped was go, I was seeing women, older women, and they be doming me. Um, I go and see them after school, usually around the area, Bradford, Trowbridge. I get I bunk on trains to go and see them. I go up to London sometimes as well. Um, again, it was having an older woman there doming me, but I was really enjoying it. Like all this sex that wasn't from my mum's abusers um, was fun. It really was. And I know you think like 10 and kind of going on a um, a train or um, a bus for sex is weird, but it was a real buzz. And then I go, I'd be knocking on these doors um, of these women or couples. Um, and then it was really exciting. It was. It's like, um, I suppose it was then I was having this um, older figure who was a mum like, but she was like doming me in a way like slapping me or you know or licking me and, and, and making me orgasm and I was like this is amazing you know really amazing how old were you then um so I was a little bit older than uh 14 yeah I, I knew then that I really liked women and again being shamed at school and everything then I could go and see women after school that I'd messaged um of course didn't have the mobile or anything then so I'd be going home quick or I'd arrange to meet after school sometimes they come and pick me up after school um my sister was doing all her clubs so she was cool and safe and as long as she was all right our stepmom at the time again a total nightmare she'd like she so we'd have to um when our children came over we go we have to be put outside in a tent me and my sister um because she didn't want us around she was embarrassed of us um that, that, and then it got to, right, no, they're going out in the tent. They're going out in the tent. I'm not going to cook for them or anything like that. So I started just doing little bits for my sister when she wasn't there. Um, but again, I'd always be like the mum figure anyway. So I said, I've got to make sure she was all right and, and doing what she needed to do. And again, I'm not saying that this is like, oh, poor me. I'm, I'm not like that at all. I just want to explain um, what was happening at the time. And um, so she put us out and then... She'd like, she'd, um, she didn't like cats. And my two cats at the time were everything. So I was very, um, I loved my animals, but I really did. And one, she tried to poison. Apparently it wasn't her, but I knew. And, um, then she'd try, she'd like do things like, She'd make a cottage pie, but purposely ruin it. Or I catch her spitting in our food. Um, why would you do that? Like, again, another woman who was in my life who would do that. Um, and, and things like that. Never sexual. So my dad was honestly the light in my life, as well as all the, everything else I was doing. But he was, although he wasn't really there, he he was, and he was doing the best he can at the time. He had to work. So we were left with this woman who uh, we just, she was very, she's a manic depressant. But now I understand that, how, how that feels because 
I'm pretty much the same. I'm very high or very, very low. Um, then I, so then my, um, my mum was then, um, I go there on weekends and she just give me a little line, um, whether that was, and then of course I'd wanted to go there on weekends. So, um, just for that kind of release of a little line of Coke or something like that, um, again, then I'd be abused. So then I didn't want to go back. But having that, like, drugs then, it started about 14. I then meet older guys who just, like, abuse. I, I love to be used. So, but but I was in control of that. I was very, I've always been very submissive. Um, but I was in control, like I said. I go around these guys' house, I'd be like, yeah, fuck me in the ass. Give me your vodka, give me your Coke. And, but I, I wanted to do that. Um, and then I see these gorgeous women who older women who are housewives and I get my pleasure from that as well so then then my mum was in and out of my life um then um literally I met um uh Lewis's dad who's my son um through my sister who was seeing then started seeing older bloke because I wasn't then I started not to really be there I was very into my acting at the time um 16 17 I'd go go to London and go and do auditions on my own I went for X Factor and I was doing my GCSEs and I really wanted to accomplish something for myself maybe that sounds really selfish actually because then I wasn't really around for my sister as much um so then she met an older guy um and then I felt really bad but I was trying so my GCSEs I got all A's in music dance and drama a star in drama music a you know all my other ones academically I wasn't good so but I worked really hard um so I got all overseas for Did everything your teachers on never see any change in you there Being was out, no taking coke, no, but taking coke, losing weight, and they didn't ever see that the attention maybe you were getting from other boys. Or no, there was no boys at school. I wasn't interested. So you had it from everyone at school. Um, they hated me because of being um, bisexual at the time. Um, me fancying girls was not a thing. Um, and because I was so shamed, um, I go to my lessons and then singing at the music centre. Whatever break I had was singing, then I'd sing after school and then I'd go and do, um, go and meet someone, whether it was a guy or a woman. And then that's, but when I really got into, so I went to Bath Light Opera Group. Now they were doing, uh, that again, that was around adults. I loved it. Loved it. So then I didn't take coke because, and I'd be like, fuck you, mum, again. I found something now that I truly love. Then there was someone there who was very concerned. Um, she was a teacher at Bath College and I fainted there on, and on a dance session. She was like, there's something, something not right. There's something not right. She was very concerned, but I was so good at, um, at making people believe, 
you know, making people believe that everything was cool. Um, and yeah, but she was probably the only one, but she never came to me again. After that, I was, again, I'd be different personalities. So I go there and I was, and I was, I was very grown up, I had this beautiful voice. Um, then I had a singing teacher then, um, even higher up. And she was like, you're going to have to go to opera school. She said, you're good enough for musical theatre. Do you want me to take you further to get, and you can sing Italian. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, then, so I was, I was, I had all these offers then. This was at 16 to go to the Bristol Old Vic, but I didn't really want to go there. That was mainly, um, for kind of the old school act. Uh, mainly acting there and I wanted to do musical theatre so bad so then I had offers from the Guildhall Guildford um, I then went to the National um, Theatre of Performing Arts at Greenwich I was there for a week um, and, and because I managed to get in um, and it was amazing my um, drama teacher was the real one and believed in me and he was an amazing guy amazing guy um and that was back in secondary school and I really connected with him um and also there was um uh, a music teacher called Mr Daniels um and he was great there was another music teacher who was kind of a bit touchy um so then I go into the keyboard room and maybe since that I was quite vulnerable. So there were, there were, there was a teacher at school who was quite like touchy. I'd go in there and he'd be like, like touching me a bit. Um, so I think there was a sense of also people seeing that I was vulnerable as well at that time. Very, like I said, very thin, very thin, very gaunt looking. Um, and then I didn't see my mum. Um, until after Lewis was born. So I met um, Lewis's dad through my sister. And then literally he was, he took me away from everything. I got very attached because I, I was very focused about a year on my performing, about a year, a year and a half. So as well as doing all the sex stuff on the side, I was so focused on becoming who I wanted to be. And and that was my thing and that I knew that I had to do performing one way or the other. Then that focus then was then taken away. Um unfortunately then I got onto crack. Um he got me onto it. He he was doing it anyway. I was doing crack and then I got pregnant. What age? Um, I was 17, um, just coming on 18, actually. Um, I was pregnant and, um, I was like, right, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep, um, because although he took me away from that, I was still on crack. Um, I was literally... So he's not really took you away from anything, he's added to your pain? He's, he's had, yeah, he's, he's added, um... I see, I can't even um, get really upset about this because this was a decision. The, all these are decisions that I've made apart from what my mum did. You know, this was a decision I made to have my beautiful boy. Um, and honestly, I knew I needed something at that time to take me away from the crack. I remember being in this crack house 
knowing that I was pregnant, looking at this fish tank. They were doing crap behind, behind me, all these people. This little boy was running about in this crack house. I remember looking at him and knowing that I didn't want my baby. I was three months pregnant when I found out and I stopped it that day. I was looking at this fish tank in this, in this fucking crack house and crying my eyes out because I wanted the crack so bad, so fucking bad. And um, so at this time, I didn't, it was me and him. I didn't do anything outside of this, um, as in the baby was definitely his. Um, I did nothing. I was in, I, I wouldn't say I was in love because I know what love feels like now, um, 14 years later. But um, yeah, it was, I just remember crying my eyes out and realising this fucker behind, I knew I was going to leave. I knew at this time, I was like, if I don't, then my son is going to be this boy in here. And I was not going to have that. I was fucking strong as fuck now. Do you feel as if you like that control? People controlling you because you never had that... This little baby Yeah, inside. but the, the controllers, people controlling you, telling you what to do because you never really had that mother Absolutely. figure and father figure around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I, I think so. I just, And at this time then, my sister was going off and doing what she wanted to do. Um, I wasn't there. I went back to Bristol um, uh, and... Then my dad left that um, the woman and I was like, fuck, why don't you just leave her before, you know? You know what she was? She was horrible. It was her um, her kind of mental, again, a mental abuse as well. Like, you know, putting us out in a tent and that. And, and you know, why would you do that? Like, I, I don't understand. In fact, I hated her more than I hated my own mum, which is weird. Um, I don't know. And... Then I got in touch with my mum. So I, I hadn't been in touch with her really until I was, from that time, I was pregnant. And I suppose I wanted to connect with her at this time. And I did. Why? Um, I was, I don't know. I was trying to find something in her that was motherly. Just love? Because, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. must have been. It must have been. And I had this baby that, oh my God. When I found out it was a boy, I was like, Yes. And because actually I didn't want him to turn out like me because I was very lost. And and again, with like the drugs, I was like, right, I am going to do everything in my power now to provide everything, even if it means the rest of my life, I don't ever do what I want to do. Um, I, yeah, I, I was going to do everything in my power to protect. What was the story you were going to say that you've never told anybody? Um, literally it's about my mum and I've never even told therapists about, um, these guys. Why? Um, actually one of them had me by the throat and I pissed myself. Um, we were on holiday and what it was me, um, this is the one time my mum actually took us away, actually. And I remember this, we went to Spain and... One of her blokes, who we are with them, um, me and my sister, again, I was very protective. This was before now. This was before. And I think I was 12 or 13. She got um, rights of seeing us. Um, 
just because before that she won't fucking bothered, you know, she won't bothered at all. My dad was, um, she, you know, she, he knew about the, um, kind of mental abuse. So he, he tried to protect us. We he had to go to court and everything like that. Now my mum tried to get uh, custody of my sister, but not me. That's weird. She purposely tried to get custody of my sister and didn't didn't go a fuck. And maybe that was because of the abuse. That because of being in the room, she looked at me maybe not as a daughter. I don't know. Um, but we're on holiday, and I say holiday, but it was fucking terrible. Um, but we went out with these. Um, me and my sister were with these group of people and we we're like, oh, we're having a good time. You know, what? like when you're younger, you're not drunk, but because you're having like a good time, it's like you're high and like life. And and I, when um, he came over, this guy, and we were like, look, we're not coming with you for dinner. Like we're like, we're doing our own thing. So we went to a club that night and, you know, partied, went back. And um, this, we were thir I was 13, my sister was 11. And um, we just wanted our free time. Anyway, we, he, they locked us out, right, at this age, right? Locked us out of the of this apartment. I managed to get in, right? Because I, I jammed, I was quite good. So, like, I, I was like, um, even back then, I was kind of, uh, I did my own thing. So I like bunk on trains or, you know, I'd, I'd get things from shops. If I, if I, because of what my mum did, if I wanted clothes, I, I bought, I stole them myself. So I go into top shop, I go and steal clothes because I was so happy getting thongs that didn't even fit because I was so thin. I'd be in like the mirror and I'd be like, I'm going to steal this this now because I love the fact there was so much um you know even the smallest size a lot of my insecurity had so much to do with my weight um and it still does now it really does I've had to put on weight because I'm actually getting my butt done and it's like terrible it's the most terrible thing ever at the moment um uh apart from other things that are going on um um so, yeah, so when we went in there, I managed to get in. And again, it was why I always protected my sister. I heard them shouting, and um, my mum and, and this bloke, and um, I went out. Because, in fact, I wanted to protect my mum at this time. Um, they were shouting about nothing. I think they were both pissed, actually. Anyway, he comes, storms into the hallway, grabs my throat, and he says, how dare you be rude? Anyway, I never had anything like that, and he tried to strangle me. And I remember being on the verge of passing out, but actually just pissing myself. It was so embarrassing. This is, this is like, really embarrassing. My mum was on the bed looking through the door at this guy strangling me. I had marks on my neck from the next day. Um, and then it, uh, then there were like parties with them as well. And there was always drugs there and, and all that type of thing and offering me shit. Um, uh, or rather, give it, not offering me, giving me shit. So this is all things that like come back in those days. So what happened after you had your son then? <sighs> right. Okay. So I connected with my mum. My dad, I didn't see it this time. Why? Um, Could you not be with both at the same time? It always seems either with your dad, you're with your mum, you were never. Yeah. There's a lot of jealousy between them who had the kids. Oh, absolutely. I, my, my dad in the past was trying to protect us. Um, but 
like with social services and all that type of thing, it's very difficult for a dad. There was no fathers for justice at that time or anything. Um, so she always got rights. Um, and I never said anything about the, any kind of abuse. I was in, not embarrassed, actually. Um, I think because I was fucking about anyway. Do you, try to, do you feel as if you're trying to protect your mum as well? Because yeah. you never really understood that. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, and and I wanted, to, I always wanted that connection with my mum. So you'd have done anything for her. I would have done anything for her. Do yeah, I think that's part of a manipulation because it seems like you can manipulate men as well. But apart, yeah, probably she's manipulated you to a certain degree. I don't want her anyway, but no, doing that knows that then you want her. Oh yeah, yeah, and and we actually when when I was um when I was pregnant we connected. Why? We, Why do you um, think that was? Probably not on a mother level, maybe a friend. Were you ever scared that when you gave birth to your son that your mum would mentally abuse your son? Oh no, because I never left him. So um yeah, that that would not no that would not happen. But did it cross your mind? Um, no, no, what? it didn't at all because I was, I was in full protective, full protective mode. Um, so when he was born, I was in a, out of hostels and everything. Um, the thing is about my mum as well, I feel, I know there was abuse there. She's told me when she was younger and out of foster homes. So I felt really bad for that. Um, she always make you feel really bad. Do you think a lot of what she says is lies though? Could be lies. Um, because she knows you're vulnerable. She's she's preyed on do, your vulnerability. Do you know what? I'm a very very sensitive person. Yeah, that's why I connect with so many people because I, being honest with you, I have no judgment of anyone. If someone's walking down the street, and I've never ever said anything bad about that person, never. But the world, because I couldn't. Yeah. But the world, what I know, man, people use that as a weakness. So oh, people out there with their own agenda would play on that all day long. Yeah. Somebody that's not got a bad word to say about anybody. Yeah. Even now you're sticking up for your mum and I'm sitting here thinking, F I would fucking kill her. Well, and the thing is with my little boy's um, dad is he was very abusive. Uh, fists mainly. How um, old was he? Um, so he was older than me. He's, he's older. Um... I would say uh, ten, eight years old, eight years older than me. He was, yeah, um, yeah. I think again, it's control. Uh, again, it's a, definitely a control thing. To, to a certain extent, when I was younger, my dad had, had a lot of control. Um, I think he tried to do that in a more protective way. Um, but I was like, I was always out and about. Um, there are things my dad did when I was younger that we had to lie a lot. Um, so one thing that the stepmom did, which I hated her for, she tried to restrict my, so we didn't see him anyway. And then she tried to restrict my dad from seeing us, um, even more so. And maybe that's what I couldn't forgive her for more so than my mum is that little bit that I had of my dad was then being restricted. She was jealous over me and my sister at any time. So what we had to do is lie a lot so again this fed into my kind of personalities as well very good at lying um very good at, i was a professional liar um at the time now uh, as i talked to therapists actually i 
never lied to Damien because if I did, I thought that would take me to the past. So I'm all, even if it hurts, I'm always very open with him. I, I have to be. I have to be because if I told him a lie, not only am I bad at it now, <laughs> I am fucking bad at it. But but also I didn't want to be that as I've grown older and, I, and especially when I hit my 30s, I didn't want to be that liar anymore at all. Like uh, a lot of it. So that was fists um, from, from my ex um, there. How long did um, that last? Um, so literally throughout the pregnancy and then it was three months after Lewis was born. I wanted to try and try and see if I could change him. Um, and no. Was he still taking crack once your son was born? Um, it, it was mainly coke and that. And, and, and being honest, then I found it hard to cope a little bit. So then I was doing that and then I had to get away. So then I was in and out of hostels. So, you know, and I feel now that makes me a really bad mum, but it was actually trying to cope um, with them being on my, on my own. And I would hate, you know, for anyone to have any kind of like addiction in that way. The thing is, I don't look at sex um, as a bad thing. Uh, for me, I really don't. I, you know, I, I would say uh, we are sex addicts. My sex drive is like, you know, I, I want it all the time. I want that release. I want that. So even now I feel like that. I get excited. Like, and, and me and Damien were on the same level. So it's like, babe, should we go and do this tonight? And we're like, yeah, yeah. So now it's, it's fun. It's really fun. And I, and I love my life now with D. It's great. Um, but does that then become a drug? Is there a connection to, is, is, your, is your sex fulfilled? Is it love? Is it compassion? Is oh, it, is it, or is I it will. just fucking crazy? Um, oh, it has been. No, so no when my escorting days started, so I started working in a massage parlor uh, when I was 14. So while, while I was trying to act and see women outside and get fucked by men, I was then I was then in um, um in a massage parlor and them getting paid for shit. So um you know it, it was it was great. The massage parlor at that time didn't ID you. It was only when they started to get um tight um that uh it was then you were ID. So then I didn't really do it that much. And then um so I used my money basically for drink and all that. But when when Lewis was born, we were in and out of hostels. I didn't have any food then or anything. And in fact, the one time that I didn't feel guilty about putting on weight and being totally healthy weight-wise, um, you know, I was eating salmon every day, making sure that... Because I, I wanted the best possible um, uh, um, start for him. So that was even in there, you know, and and it was great. And... Um, uh, but it's when I, uh, you know, he was growing inside. It's the, it was the best ever. I had total control over what I fed my body at that time. So a lot of my life has to do with eating right from back and right from then how I could restrict so much and just drink little sips of water every day just to keep my mouth dry. Mm -hmm. um, so my mouth wet from becoming dry and all that. And um, Seeing you're working in a brothel at 14, surely people must have knew that you were only a kid. Um, 
Maybe, yeah. But I said, I said I was, you know, I was eighteen. Of course, you know that these fucking managers they wanted to make money out of me. Fucking do right, they did, and I was the best fucking working girl there. But it made me feel good as well because I was the best there. But then there was you. Then you get you get mugged and all that type of thing from the older women. You had to try and fight to keep your money safe and everything. It, it, I would advise any girl not to work in a massage parlour. I I would advise because also the men got away with a lot. You have someone in charge of you again. Um, and I think back now, why did I allow that when that's what my mum did? Maybe maybe I wanted to be controlled. Used um, to it. Yeah, yeah, used to it, yeah. Um, so then... When your it, son's born then, so what you, you, is that a case of... Try and change your life, or is it a case of going back to what you know? Going back to what I know. I so it, it, I had to go back. Um, so when I was in the massage parlor, I got babysitters. I paid for him to go into private nurseries. So all my money was honestly getting used on that. I wanted him to have the best possible life. Um, Absolutely. So I was back in the in the parlor that I was working for back at fourteen, um, and I was working my ass off there. Literally, <laughs> I was, um, and then I was still seeing seeing guys and that outside. Because um, again, it was then I have the manager control, but I wanted to do my own thing outside. So I, I go to swingers clubs and everything. I have really good babysitters. But don't get me wrong, the time that I spent with my son, knowing I had that amount of money there, was brilliant. We did everything. I was driving. I was, you know, we go to places and it was quality time, all from growing up, all from growing yeah. up. I see what you were trying to do is work and just give your your son the best opportunities that he can. But did you ever, why did, not? But did you ever feel... Dirty and used when you're with your son at any point, or did you just totally zone out? Zone out of all of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, then you know, I but I, I must admit I haven't been the best mum. I haven't because um, the side of work um, that I do, um, you know, he didn't. So I told him when he was ten because there were some mums at his school. So we had a great life, monetary-wise. I took him to Disney in Florida. We were doing everything. Um, so his, his dad um, cleaned up. Um, he then met um, someone who was... So I didn't want what my mum and dad fought all the time. They would fight in front of us. Um, you know, there was always this struggle between them, like who was better. They put the other one down in front of me and my sister and, and say how awful they are. And that was one thing. I, even though how I didn't like uh, Lewis's dad, I was never ever going to put him down in front of you. He was never going to know things, what happened, because... I wasn't going to do that. So we did see him. Um, he, he met this woman and I, she was um, like a second mum to Lou. So when you go and see them on, so I was then able to work fully on a weekend and that's what I did. I I literally worked. Um, 
And so for forever 48 hours or from a Friday night to a Sunday night, worked my ass off. It was, and I knew I was doing good. Um, so um, then he met this woman. They had kids together. And I was like, it's fine. Because do you know what? She took care of Lou. She really did. And... I never wanted to be one of those women. You're not going to see, you know, because you're the stepmother. No, why would you do that? If 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 my little boy, the love and light of my life, like literally everything to me, um, if if he was going to be taken care of, and he was, he he cleaned up his act. Um, she was the most wonderful mum, and I still say that about her now. She is the most wonderful mum. Um, and, um, she was, uh, um, in a way, um, I found as well, she was stable for Lou as well, because I, I always put myself down. Um, and, and that was thing, I, that was something because I think my mum did it. I used to put myself down so much because then I found nobody else can hurt me. If I was that critical and I was very critical on my performing, as well so if i'm if i even got a note wrong or a tone slightly wrong no i redo it if it you know very critical because i find as well if, if you're that critical and made perfection that good of my singing and my acting no one else would do it um and and i find that of myself as well if i shame myself um, absolutely. Then nobody, how can anyone else hurt you? And I found it as like a, I put a, um, a, um, a, a rocks around my heart. So that's how I, I vision it. Cause I'm very good at doing that visioning things. And I'm very mm -hmm. creative mm -hmm. even now. Yeah. I've had porn stars on before and some of them are scared to have kids because obviously they're past and scared obviously when they go to school and but I've had people have had, I've had people has had kids and it's just a case that I need to go on with it. There was ever a stage when he was hitting five and six in your mind when you're doing porn and you're doing escort and thinking, fuck what? You, you ever worry that? I don't want anyone to feel bad as me. You can't think that way. You need to get it out of your head because it's still your story. People need to understand why you do what you do. That's yeah. what my job is to do, is to get an understanding of the person. It's to break all the barriers down and people go, do you know what? She's actually okay. Yeah. Because it's you. But I don't want... I, this is what I don't want. You're not wanna, playing, just you're not wanna, playing wanna, that... But I just don't want to be like... Um, oh, poor me, or anything. No, like but it's that going to, but it is, but it is poor you because it's fucking but sad. No, yeah, but but you don't want to feel it because you've conditioned yourself just so because much. Because I know there's so many people out there who would like to suffer, and that that's what kills me. Not not my own, not my own at all. And the, the amount of people like in the LGBT community that get, and this is what makes me really sad. And and I I also just want to quickly point out as well that. Now I've got two daughters and I feel for them so much, like what they go through with like their mum and that. And that's what kills me more than anything because I, do, I want to make sure that I protect people. And, and it's not even my story that's making me upset. It's literally because I, if I if I knew that anyone had to go go through anything or, or any kind of abuse, being hit or or mentally abused or anything like that, that is what kills. You know, yeah. that, honestly, that is what yeah. absolutely kills me. But I can see you're and, a good person. Now, like like looking in the mirror, like I have to go through that every fucking day. Of like I said, I've I've had to put on weight. 
um for um for my surgery. So surgery is something again that I love and 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 I do it because it's it's something that I love to I like making myself look good and, and all of that, you know? I love wearing my wigs. I love putting my makeup on. That's safe, you know? And and again, like it's when I've got this all on. Um, in fact, I had Botox my lips done for a while because me and me and Damien, I'll, we'll tell you about that as well. We've had a real struggle over the past year financially and that, and we're so we're now on the verge of getting somewhere. But this is all kind of like in the in the pipeline, mm -hmm. you know, everything. So that makes me really happy. Um, but I have to go through a struggle every day of looking in the in, my, in the mirror and going, and 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 all I can see is hate for myself. Total hate. One, because of uh, not particularly what I did for a living, um, because I, at the moment I, I, I don't escort on my own. Me and Dee escort together. So we're going dom guys or women or go on couple things. You know, it's really great. And we do that together because I wasn't with anyone then. Um, there was someone who came into my life um, who, again, I thought I loved. Um... But it was actual mental abuse again. He tried to, to keep me, um, and it wasn't very long. Um, again, when Lewis was away on weekends, um, I then built up a, a coke addiction. Um, and this guy was kind of feeding that as well, and then trying to keep me like there because um, although I was doing the escorting and that, then I had money. He, was, he wasn't providing money, by the way, this guy. He fucking used me to fuck. Like, used me for money. And that's one thing, like, that frightens me. When I got into a relationship, um, wasn't the sex or anything like it's being used for money and then everything gone. And that's what has happened. But I'm in love yeah. with, with Damon. But listening to your story, it feels as if you've been used your whole life. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the thing was then, uh, my mum died. So I was in the hospital um, and all I had was um, guilt there. Guilt of then not being... Because then after, as Lewis was growing up a bit, I was like, how the fuck could you do this to me? How could you do that? do that what you did to me when I was younger? Again, it wasn't actually the sexual stuff. It was all to do with my weight. Maybe this sounds so freaking stupid to you, but everything in my whole life has been to do with my weight and being thin. Um, you might not look at right now and go, oh my God, you're like joking, right? Um, but it's because I feel really fat now. Um, but um, yeah, it was, it was all to do with that. And that's what I can't forgive her for. Um, but then when she died, I felt so guilty, yeah. so guilty being with her there. And I thought, I haven't seen you. Um, now, now I can't make anything up. Yeah, it's difficult, man, because to, f to forgive someone, that makes you heal. But then if they've done so much damage and so much trauma no and pain, for me. it's hard. But the closure becomes internal. You need to find the closure internal, whether that's forgiving yeah. her and accepting. Do you, do you know what's happened, though, is the fact I've now got... Um, so what's happened with Lewis as he's grown up? So when he was 10, 
Um, so my mum has gone. So when he was 10, I had to tell him, basically the mother's at school, I was escorting. So you'd then use hotels. I wouldn't have anyone back to the house. My home was my son's. I, I got rid of the other guy. Um, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't interested. And that was a very short time after Lewis's dad. Maybe I was trying to find love at that time, as well as being in the parlour and that, maybe. Um, but all I found was, again, drugs. That's all I found, again, was from this guy who I thought I was in love with drugs again. So off he goes. Um, uh, but he he was the one I thought I was in love with. Oh, I really did. I really thought I was. And for many years after... Uh, in fact, then I haven't dated anyone or or uh, had any intention of being anyone until I met Damien uh, mm -hmm. last last year and was not expecting that. Mm -hmm. um, what I didn't want, because there were so many men out of my sisters and my life, um, uh, not even about the abuse there, because there were so many men in, it, in my sister's life, I didn't want that for my son. What he was gonna see like men coming in and and then leaving and then and then uh, not being around or anything. So I was like, no, that is not gonna happen at all. Um, and I kept to that because that Absolutely. then that then makes you become a little bit more like your mum. Then of course it does. Do you know and what there's I mean? no way. See, when you were doing the escort, and how many men did you sleep with a day? <sighs> wow. So at that time. I'd, I'd want to make a grand and I was charging £100 an hour. So at least 10, then it went up to 20. But over a weekend then, I would say, because I'd work 48 hours straight using to, to keep on going. Um, and so, God, I would say, hold on, let's think, 40, 80... And then on a Sunday, I'd see then another 20, yeah, 100 every weekend at least. Um, but the funny thing is, right, then I go out to a swingers place so, so, and then I'd just be checking my um, my phone, not time, <laughs> then I'd be checking my phone, but it was the time, right, I've got another book in. So I'd have enjoyment going to glory holes or going dogging or, and, and again, but again, that was my choice. That was my choice, and and I would go and do it because then there's a real set. I have I've always be, had a high sex drive. I was then actually told I have polycystic ovaries, and I have a high. Um, I do have higher tests than most women. So I've noticed also as I'm getting older, um, that kind of brings its own things because sometimes I have a bit of hair, so I have to get laser. Um, a lot of um. A lot of women um, and um, beautiful trans women um, who I absolutely adore, they think I'm trans um, because I feel I do look a bit more manly. And um, but it's, I've always been like that. Um, and and I and I celebrate that too. If someone says I'm a trans woman, I'm like, yeah, baby, mm -hmm. of course I am. See if you're sleeping with over a hundred men a weekend. Yeah. Is no enjoyment whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Or even you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Because even just random men. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because I, I've got that that addiction for wanting to orgasm or and wanting to satisfy. 
I have a real thing to please now. I'm real submissive. I really am. And that that wanting to please men gave me such a buzz. When they come, it doesn't matter dick size. Babes, I don't care about your dick size. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's literally the come. Give me that sweet nectar. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Um, loved gangbangs. So then be arranging gangbangs. You know, I it's, whether you call it addiction or not, um, it was satisfaction of pleasing guys as well I love it what's the weirdest shit you've ever been told to do <laughs> so you're going to laugh so I'm into a lot of messy sports so that includes scat um, my like the only thing I really don't like being honest with you is being caned I don't like really like corporal punishment that's something that I found in my early days um, and it happened to me um, but then there came a time like I don't need to do this um, but I love getting messy so guys will literally come and shit on me and I'll be like, oh my God, this is so, I'm like getting really horny over this. Um, and I do now, Damien will, will shit on me and I'll be like, babes, give me more, come on now. Um, and that's a lot of our porn. Um, the funniest thing with me and D, but I'll tell you about that in a minute because he's honestly, he makes my life fucking whole. And, um, and I'll tell you all of because he's my love and everything. Um, but I found um, a lot of, uh, so I still be seeing women love housewives. Oh my God, you go to swingers places, they eat you all up. It's like, yeah, babe. Because I didn't see, I didn't see a lot of women, you know, and I'm totally, um, I don't want to put a name on it anymore. Like I would say I'm, I was pansexual before, but literally I, and this was one thing in my escorting days that people don't understand. They're going, oh, you, you know, you're being used and all that. It isn't. I find horniness. I'm sat here now and you're a good looking guy, right? Okay. Damien is fucking hot as fuck. And, and, but I find even if you're, you're not, um, you know, to what people think, by the way, because I know I'm not good looking, but I know there's that, that, that spark in me that's sexual. And, and that's what I love about myself. Like, that's the one thing about my porn. I want to say as well is the fact that I know I'm not as good looking as girls out there or, or trans women or, you know, or, or that I don't find I'm very good looking. And that has everything to do with like being critical on myself. Like I will shame myself like every morning. I, the hate that I have even now for myself and, and Damien, bless him. He has to kind of be the one, like, but I have this all in my head. So I don't, there's a lot I don't say because maybe you think, oh, actually, like, what the fuck am I with? Like, um, but I've had so much love. So that's why he loves me as well. And he loves my look and everything. He tells me, you know, and that makes me feel good. But it was also um, getting... Um, not only the money off the guys, but guys wanting to choose me. So that was one thing about being in the parlour. You had to parade yourself, right? And then the guy chooses you. And I really liked that. I, I'm like, hey, I'm the fucking best there, base. But that's one thing about my porn as well. I find it's not like um, Brazzers porn. 
Now, browsers have done, and they they have done scenes with me, but I'm I'm more like, oh, give me your fucking cock, you know, uh, yeah, splatter it on my face, and I come up with this whole create. What I've made is my own creative porn. Love the dirty talk. I'm so good at it, you know. I'm I would say I'm, I am one of the best because the stuff, the shit that I come out with while I'm there, and I say to D afterwards, babe, what did I say? Because it's like this red thing because I use that personality as well because I have multiple personalities so there's things I've been diagnosed with but I use them to my fucking advantage um like bipolar you know manic depression but um all of that long. yeah yeah hey babe come on now but I don't I don't want want to take meds for it because I uh, I use sex as my skip yeah it's my high yeah. like now yeah so my cocaine days I will be honest, um, you know, I would wake up and have a line, you know. Um, uh, one thing I really regret as a, as a mum were those days. Now, what what do I need to do cope for? And, and that's the truth. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, really, I really don't. Like, we, me and Dee, he gives me that, like, uh, not drugs, by the way. <laughs> hey, you know, no, no, no. I, and, I, and I've always... Uh, the, the thing is, is why why pe people say that I'm very energetic, very bubbly. What I've done is, is I've used that hate for myself. And when I meet people, and I am being very genuine here, you're actually having the, the normal kind of self. But I use that that hate for myself and that that um, things from the past as like. As, as an energy. So I use that that negative as a positive. And that's what I've always done. And that's what you got to do. So I find drugs as very negative. Um, you know, uh, I, why, why? Like, why did I have to do that? And I feel very sick in myself. Again, very critical on myself that I never used in front of my son. Never did. But what I did do is took so much. Sometimes I'd have 10 grams um, on a weekend. And on those weekends, sometimes I had seizures. Um, so I'd be, maybe I'd be on to the next client. Um, and then I'd have a seizure, either with them. So they have to call ambulance so embarrassing um then um social would get would bring me how are you all of that i'll be like yeah i'm fine come round come round i've got nothing to hide and i've always been like that too mm. i've got nothing to hide apart from what i've told you yeah. about my mum literally i'm even told therapists that um, but I actually felt today I needed to show people, again, it's not being a victim. It's actually using that as a strength and my bubbly personality and my porn and, and everything that I love, you know, and, yeah. and my children. And um, so what's happened at the moment? Um, so what happened when Lewis was 10, right? Because, sorry, I go so, like, crazy. Um, I, again, I have, like, something coming into my head, and this is my ADHD. It's like, oh, my God, no, right, I'm on to the next thing. So sorry if this is really manic, everyone, you know? <laughs> everyone, sorry if this is, like, totally manic. Um, and it's very strange because usually I'm speaking to a camera mm -hmm. and I'm going, oh, right, so this is what we're going to do today. Or, you know, this, yeah. I'm not usually speaking to someone and looking into their eyes and doing this. That's connected. 
connection. So, so this I'm usually going, right, so today, guys, you know, and you're speaking to that camera, yeah, and even though I do my positive videos, you're still looking, and then I put them out there and people connect with me. So, it, But it's all to the camera, you're like, right, my guys and girlies and non-binary friends, you know, yeah. and so this is really weird that I'm actually just looking at you and not going, hey, everyone, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so sorry about this. My mind, uh, anyone who suffers, by the way, of this, like, doof, 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 yeah. all the time. But people will understand why your mind is like that. Anyway, but because I literally of your story, can't like, sleep. I literally, yeah. me and Dee, so Dee's got um, ADHD as well. And, and Do you that's think that's why you've got on so well? Oh, then? my God, we connect. But we were saying there's people we connect with, but no one 100%. And honestly, um, he is a hundred percent. Like he is the like the the um because he's male and um and I'm I'm female. So I just wanted to say about genders because I'm we're very much into all genders and everything. Um, but I cast myself as a female mm -hmm. and he's male and he's the male version of me, literally. So um, but yeah, going sorry quickly going back to my son. So he found out by the mums at school. I escorted. And I escorted one of the dads. Um, she found text messages on his phone um, and found pictures of me on his phone and then made it quite clear at the school and told her son to tell my son what I do for a living. Then I had to move him to schools um, quite a few times, which, again, I totally regret. Um, and for, for him to be judged on me and what I did for a living because why the fuck it's a profession one of the oldest professions as well something that I found that I enjoyed and I'm getting paid fucking good money I could take my son anywhere I then put him into private school as well I was able to pay for that for many years him going up for, through school do you know how good that made me feel the fact that someone who's a prostitute who people don't agree with who judge all the time for the way I look could put her son through private school I felt the best ever for this I will be honest with you, the best fucking ever for this yeah. and I felt really good the way I brought him up I did the sitting down at the table when he was 10 was not um, was not that great. What happened? Um, so he sat down. He said, I've been told this. I was like, right, I'm, I'm, go I'm coming out. You're going to know everything. Um, obviously, not all the sex or I would never. But as in, you know, what I had to do for him. Um, because uh, actually... No, actually, don't get me wrong. We've literally... Me and Damon have had to sit down and, and say to him about what I've what I've kind of been through. Not everything, um, but what I've... Because a lot of my escorting days, the amount of men, okay, that I saw was because I had goals for him, my son. I had goals in whatever club he wanted, whatever instrument he wanted to play, wherever we were going to go on holiday. I could afford, man. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, um, in a way, it made him spoil though so and um that that that's one thing that we've kind of clashed with over the past year is the ad everything material you could possibly as well as me yeah. so my whole because because my whole life up to when he was 14 was him 
absolutely him. Yeah. But you um, would have done anything for the love of your mum, even though she know, you know what she'd done. Like your son as well, even all the materialistic stuff, but you cut all that out because there comes a time when it doesn't really mean fuck all. Yeah. So your son would probably just want you to be safe and just... No. And just because... I I don't know. Because... Yeah, because he'll come a stage where the materialistic stuff, and I can see you're such a good person. You're such actually a good soul, and I genuinely mean that. Like you can see that you're, you've tried to do the right things, even though it's been wrong. Oh my god! But as your son gets older, I've made so he might, many mistakes. He might not see it that way because you're still his mum. Like you know how much you loved your mum, everything that she fucking put you through. So there's going to be stages where your son's going to feel embarrassed. Oh, absolutely. And I I am the one, I feel so bad. Yeah. Like the worst ever that the fact that I've had to move in schools and him be judged like that. And, 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 you know, so then what happened was, um, I found the LGBT community and for, um, and then that I found that was, um, my family, um, in fact, now it's called the LGBTQIA. Um, and I found a family there. Also, then I came on the porn scene. Now, the reason I did this was because everything was so secretive. But now, then, um, so then when did I come on the So My son knew about the escort him at 10. Then he was um, in year eight. So, so only three years ago, I've been in porn. Um, and so I owned it. I got into porn. I was like, fuck, I'm here. Yeah, because I needed another channel. I thought I was so secretive that I, how I had to be secretive about what I do for it. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I, so I said to my son what I was going to do. He, he, at that time, he was fine with it. Um, I didn't think he th thought I was going to be that big. Um, and, and I kind of came on the scene and yeah, I was like, hello. I, and I love fucking on camera. Never saw myself as a porn star. So when you say porn star, I feel a bit like, because I always felt I'm, again, it's this critical part of me that I was someone who loved to fuck on camera. That's, that's how I, I like, you know, said to myself and, um, yeah, it's it was it's been a great time being in porn. And then I met I met Rebecca Moore and then we did the cop destroyers and we had a viral video and everything. Then I found the LGBT community. I thought I was on my own in my own um in my own sexuality because I like I said to you, I always found something about someone, whether it was escorting, whether it's someone I saw out who who people wouldn't but particularly find attractive whoever they are i find that horniness in them i'll be like oh my god you've got such a spark there and and it's and it's so great maybe it's because i feel that myself i don't feel, i don't feel i'm attractive like i said to you um then i came on the porn scene and and i was like do you know what okay i'm not fucking attractive that's fine and even people say it now and and i don't care it's because i know that i've got my own sexual nature about me and off um literally um, there's no genders that I won't fuck because because there is no gender there. There's no gender barrier or anything with me. Literally, I I I love to fuck and and that and that's the truth of it. Um, so then I was on the porn scene, went very big with the LGBT community with Rebecca. What was it like your first porn scene? Um, so it was about feet. 
Yeah, and I fucking love feet. <laughs> yeah, so I was nicking on this girl's toes. It was a girl on girl with Ave Austin. She's brilliant, by the way. I was licking our feet. And they couldn't believe as well. Then I'd just be like pissing everywhere. And I was like, yeah, and licking it off the floor. And um, they couldn't quite believe this this person who came on the scene and was doing all of it. It was like, because it was like, I was like, I looked at the camera and I was like, yeah, fuck, you fucking see what I can do, you know? And and because I, I love sex so much, it was like, um, it was just brilliant because because people put me down in the past as well about my look, as you have you heard, it would be people want to put you down because it makes them feel secure. Um, whether it was a relationship, whether it's my mum, who whoever it was, whether it was her blokes, whether you know, people want to put you down and restrict you because they're in themselves. And I actually feel sorry for those people because I would never do that as well i'd never shame someone or anything like that i would never put people down like why what's the best what's the most money you've made from is it from escort? from the cop from destroyers from? um yeah from me and rebecca moore being the cop destroyers that that was probably because we had quite a lot of things coming in then we were both escorting so we're doing gang bangs that was making us loads of money um then the only fans went up because our our um, mainstream personas went up and everything um but but again i felt um and i won't go much into that i've explained on on um other things how she made me feel and um and she again it was another one who made me feel she i wasn't as i wasn't good enough i wasn't good enough i was worthless and um yet again and um then I met Damien. Where did you meet? <laughs> right. So, um, so <laughs> God, he brings it. You can see. Um, and um, we met on a porn set. Um, literally, <laughs> we were with. Um, so one of my friends, um, Khaleesi K. Um, she's a beautiful trans woman, and. Um, and yeah, and we were on set and with um, Damien's um, friend. Um, and yeah, we were on set and having a foursome, a good old foursome. As you do. Hey, hey, hey. But I will say, so Damien is very, very passionate. Mm -hmm. He is passionate. I love to see him fuck now because I could see that passion there and i love to see him fuck <laughs> it's like if he if he didn't fuck other people i'd be like oh i don't know if this is for me do you think that makes it easier that these are both in the same industry because if i've got a missus i go I, I start overthinking that somebody's liked her photo never mind talking about <laughs> fucking gang bangs and foursomes and orgies and escort them so, and only fans like yeah i'm a fucking crackpot just by oh Look, I, just no, by but, the, the the slightest little thing but do you know what that sex has done for our relationship because we we see other well actually we see everyone together we see everyone together because there is that that thing as well as like um so you know if he's so have a shoot now and he'll fuck 
oh fuck then we do a gang scene um whoever they are and yet and they're all genders i have found someone right who who isn't stuck up on gender who isn't stuck up on sexuality who accepts me for how i look um because like i said to you i feel i am quite manly looking and and um who bigs me up when i feel down and depressed about the way i look because it was even last night or the night before and I was like babe my boobs because they've gone wrong and everything um and um he is like everything that I wanted a partner to be now before then I've um gone out I've dated all genders uh gender like I said to you don't matter for dates don't matter for fucking nothing um it's the person inside you know um and and I love connecting with people on set and and we literally we me and Dee will go and fuck and we'll have that connection on set and then we'll leave and then we'll do love making at home babe that's it that's making me fucking tired even listening yeah. to that for fuck's sake the average man right. over their thirties is about twice no, a week listen this guy will literally <laughs> edge for three days fucking hell fucking edge for three days are you fucking serious he'll be on like an eight hour a four to eight hour porn set what? fuck 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 we'll then go to like a swingers club or something on the evening we're still fucking he's still rock hard and then we'll go home and fuck some more and then maybe carry it on the next day that's just tired and even fucking listening to that for fuck's sake. I'm happy with a blowjob and a cuddle, man. I got I'm fine. Like, uh, <laughs> like fucking eight hours in sex parties. Literally. Like, I get tired even just going to a fucking nightclub. Uh, I'm just fucking old now, man. No, you're just not. No, legit, but but we there's a thing <laughs> that is important to us, and sex is, is important. You know, the funniest thing, so at the start of the beginning. I said to him, one, I'm a fucking challenge. So because of my mentality, and I said to you, they, they call them disorders and with the doctors, but I, I see them as a total fucking advantage. Um, uh, but the good thing is, is that my son has never been put through my mentalness. If you get what I mean, he's he's never been, um, you know, even when I've had my manic episodes, um, you know, I've been away from him. I or I put myself in my room or, you know, he doesn't know. Have you ever been suicidal? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's always been. So I've either taken pills, tried to slip my wrist, but it's it's like more cryo um, for helps. No, no, no. I've never been like that. Never been like that. Never, oh, no, poor me. Or, or crying out for help. Literally, I just want to feel. I want to, I, I just want to, but we do. But the thing is as well, is I do incorporate that into what I do because I love blood play um, as well. So whether that's like bleeding, like period play or or like cut it, I, I do love that as well. So um, just to feel that pain and then, and then, oh, just... Yeah, but I've never done it um, apart from being with D. You know, we love that, mm -hmm. um, and it's something that we do. But um, when did you go first go see a therapist? Oh, what was how was that decision? Um, because you you kept saying I don't want to play the victim. You don't want people to feel sorry. No, if you understand, but no. for you to then put your hands up and go, do you know what? I actually need to speak to someone like that. Takes strength on its own. Um, just because my manic episodes were getting a bit Worse. bad. Yeah, like the whole like flitting in the kitchen. But it's I can't even explain a manic episode. Is the fact that it you kind of black out. 
um, you know, I said to you before about being really creative and things literally at the moment that are <laughs> flitting into my head like this. Yeah. And I thought I can't get everything out. I'm literally talking, but everything's going 100 mile an hour. Um, it's, it's, li it's literally like having a manic episode. It's like when me and D fuck, we then have to watch the footage back because we're like, oh my God, how good was that? But we can't remember. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. And literally we're both saying, because, I swear it's because of our ADHD or what they call. You become obsessed, like, a, diff like a different entity takes over your body when you're having right, sex. I, not in, if you can't so, remember it, like you just go yeah, a different a, a fucking animal. Yeah, a fucking animal. Yeah. yeah, but then I've never felt how I feel having sex with D because he is literally, uh, I I feel it. My whole body like tingles, and when he's yeah having sex with me, it is like amazing. What's the longest you've went without sex? Hmm. <laughs> Oh, when my son for nine months. Yeah, but when you're not pregnant, you are <laughs> pregnant. No, and then that's it. Been every day since you were a kid, do you think? Um Yeah, I yeah, yeah, maybe. That's yeah. Fucking Apart from when I was performing, actually. Because like when I was performing, obviously I wouldn't go out and or do yeah, it, but because performing and being pregnant, and then obviously when I was with Lewis's dad, I didn't see anyone else then. So because then I was pregnant, and it's like you know, definitely his and everything. You know, do you feel as if a therapist helped you? Was it hard to open um, up? I've actually just started going to see a therapist the last five weeks. I've been playing on my mind the last few right. years to go, and okay. I, I, I kept thinking, "Nah, I'm fine." But it's a different when you're sitting there across from somebody oh, yeah. because I'm I think I'm a control freak and I manipulate as well, but to when trying to open up, I feel as if I'm still not 100% open up and I feel as if I'll just die with a lot of pain and grief. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I talk a good game, my job is talking. But yeah, yeah, I love it. It's just when you... I, I mean, just, I yeah, find I'm, we're very good at doing To be that. guarded. I'm constantly guarded. No, do you know why I've actually opened up with you? It's because I don't want anyone else to feel alone. Um, and that's why I do my positive videos as well, is because I don't want anyone else out there to feel on their own and feel that they've got to hurt themselves in any way. Um, like I said to you, I started getting teary earlier, is the fact that, you know, so many people are judged and and they have to go through shit. And if I could take all that away, all that pain away, I wish I could. Like, obviously, Damien's going to tell you for some things and that's not for me to say. Um, but the pain that he's gone through and the pain that, um, you know, so my son now has decided to go actually not with his dad. He's actually gone with the stepmum, mm -hmm. um, who I said was a really good mum. Um, she's he's gone to and he's starting a, a new life there. He's 15 and that kills me inside. Like every day it it kills me, the fact that I've lost him. What was the decision and, for him to go? Um he he wasn't he he was um being violent, the fact that he didn't want to go to school. Um and um yeah he, he it was just his his whole attitude towards me because what happened when Damien came along I dropped in a lot of money I, I, I and then this does and this is why money means absolutely nothing right 
because we're still together now and we've got through this past year, even with myself leaving the cop destroyers and my only fans going down in fact we had our only fans taken away um now the reason i wanted to stop the escorting was because we still have fun doing absolutely porn i decided to have the um decision that i didn't want to sleep with um the male gender anymore um, but we sleep with all other genders as well. And I I really en I really enjoy my sex life. But that was my decision. Everybody thought it oh it's, it was Damien's, he made me leave the cock destroyers. Um no, it wasn't that. What the fuck's the cock destroyers? Um, so it was basically a viral video of my, myself and Rebecca Moore um, <clears throat> getting six more dicks for a gambang. And the LGBT community just took it and it went viral. Um, so Why did they take it? Um, because it was like these two women and we became icons. And it was these two women who were owning their sexuality going... We ain't give a fuck. We're just gonna have a gangbang and and you know and and do that. Um, but it was the wrong kind of relationship to get in a business relate. It was very business. I was trying to find something in her that was more of a friend, um, and it didn't really work out. So, um, in fact, she just, like I said, she made me feel worthless. And Damien then came on the scene, and she didn't want that money being taken away. Um, we were making a lot of money and she didn't want me to have anyone and and that's fine. That's that's fine. And and you know, on on a very I basically right at the start she shamed us and it was very, very difficult. Who is she? Um she a porn star? Yeah. Another porn star. Um, older than me. Um, not that means anything, but as in, um, very um businesslike in her ways, and I just wasn't like that. I was very submissive towards her as well. Mm -hmm. I feel I had to really prove something, and she how was hard just is that for you to be submissive? Like, what if somebody says you're not getting paid? I didn't get paid a lot. No, of the but time. what if like you're not getting paid? What would you What would you do? Say. Uh, from, very, from from her from, or from, no for like escorting or whatever. I did. I didn't do anything. I didn't never wanted to get police involved or anything like that. So I just let it go. Yeah, I did let it go. There are loads of times where I got mugged by guys. I got my ribs broken. Um, all of that where they tied me up and decided to kick. Why would you do that? Just mug me. Don't fucking kick my ribs in. You know, like sick, well, they weren't as broken. Sorry, fractured. That's that's all. But. Um, yeah, or beat my face. Like, why would you, you do fucking that? Fucking through so much, man. Like, but, well, you're I know you don't want to play the victim, but it's still sad to hear your story. And but what you've I, actually I just been don't through. want anybody else going you, through it. You, if I can protect anyone, like, so my son now, he has gone because of what I do for a living, because the money dropped. Um, and he didn't get everything that he wanted. We weren't doing the holidays. Um, but I didn't want escort anymore. That was my decision. That was my decision. And I haven't for the last year and a half. And really, I we've done the porn. We fuck, don't we, babe? <laughs> like, we fuck every day. He keeps me on my fucking toes, this one. The one man who I never... I never thought anyone that I could just sleep... 
Um, well, because I get I get the beautiful trans woman cock. Um, and people say, well, you know, he made me do that. No, like literally, I was dating trans women before. And I was fucking trans women before. And and people say, oh, they, no, he's made you do it. No, that was totally my decision. And I'm, I am in a, a relationship that I'm fucking so happy with. I really am. The, the thing is, is, um, uh, yeah, my son couldn't take that transition as well because uh, then, then my love had to be shared in the course. And then, um, you know, and, and I feel that's why I've lost him. Um, a lot about jealousy. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. And like I say, I, every day I want to text him. And that now I just feel it's all, and I've made him like that, like to be spoiled um, and just want material things because he didn't really want to be around me. It's what, mum, right, can you can you get me this? Can you get me that? And he didn't want to be around me. Even even Damien would invite him out on days out. And, or, or you know, I say, right, let's have some time together. Yeah, what is it to buy me? And I've done that. Mm. I, and that's one thing I really regret as well. Yeah. I was really trying to show him love and, and do the best I can. And I fucked up. I've totally fucked, fucked up, up as a parent. Your, intention, your intentions were pure, even though some of the things might have been wrong, but your intentions were pure to try and give your kid yeah. everything that you never had. Yeah. Obviously, like, it's such a dodgy environment, especially with internet, especially with social media, that like people competing and people try to live their best lives and highlight reels and people watching it and think their lives ain't as great as what they see, but... In all honesty, man, like we're all battling struggle. He's, he's at an age where his hormones are going all oh, over the place. And like, I totally understand that. And do you know what? I had to be a parent, a responsible parent, and go, what is the best side? He's now living with all his brothers and he's and he's loving it there. And he's he's going to school, which is very, very important to me. He doesn't really want to be in my life. And and do you know what? I just, I have to accept that. I yeah. have to. Maybe just um, for the moment, though. Like, yeah. Oh, people, yeah. People Any time. Like, yeah. Honestly, I, you know, if we could sort of think that that would be brilliant, yeah. like, absolutely brilliant. And and Damien wants that as well, but not if any. Now, what Damien has done is he's looked at things. He said, you know, that person, whoever they are, um, is is using you. They what you know being horrible to you. Why are you letting this happen? Um. And and that's that's again what's what happened with Rebecca. Yeah, she, I just, I felt used there. I felt worthless, and I got out of that situation with Damien's help. But you... because of that, the past year financially things have been really difficult. So the money I had uh, um, was restricted, but it's fine because I've I've still had to live. You know, it wasn't that Damien then took all my money. It wasn't that. I, I had to live. I still provided for Lou um, and did the best that I can as a parent. And um, and then also I've got two beautiful daughters here in my life and and I am so thankful and I and all I want to do is protect them. Mm -hmm. So... That's the main thing. What about... What do you think about talking about your life? Um... Uh, as you can see, I'm very shut off. Before Damien, I always say that I had this, like I said to you, this rock around my heart and no one, no fucker is ever going to break this, right? And and he so did. And 
And I'm so, I'm actually really thankful. I'm thankful for being, him being with me. Maybe this sounds really sad, but um, I really am. And I, he is the total love of my life. And I know he'd never use me. And he had total respect for me as well. We have a great sex life. We have a great love life because he loves me. He genuinely, and he tells me this, he said he genuinely loves me. And I know that he does. And my love for him is just he won't even know how much I love him because it's like so much. Um, but I, but um, you know, and I always love my kids. I always say I love them, the whole universe, because I, I absolutely do. And, and yeah, and I, I am happy. So what happened to the tits then? Did one oh bust God. or something? Or? So yeah. So what happened was I got sepsis. Um, five times last year. In fact, I was in over Christmas um, as well. And then, and then Damien came and broke me out. He's like, you have to come in. <laughs> he was like, you break, you know? But put, took me back But um, on Christmas Day. And um, and yeah, and now we've got our motor home that's actually being wrapped at the moment by Yanomise. Um, bright freaking orange. I love it. So we went these with bright orange boiler suits, which I absolutely love. Um, you know, we have the whole, myself and Damon are bringing out a song as well called Fuck It. I won't mm. tell you because it's coming. Um, but our whole attitude, our clothing, um, who we are is fuck it. Do you know what? We're going to be who we want to be, do what we want to do and say what we want to say. And that's exactly it. And that's what's going on the back of our, um, but it's going to be, FXX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best, Sometimes you've got to see life as fuck it. Like, do you get a lot fuck of shit? On, do you get a lot of shit online? Um. Oh my god! Absolutely. The way I look. Um. You know, like the like the past year. Oh, you know. Um. Right at the start, Damien's no good for you, and all of this. Dave, Damien's broke up the cops. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. And I can honestly say it wasn't like that. And yeah, we have to have to struggle. My tear. Um, so now we then went for reconstructive surgery after trying to save. Um, we've had to borrow bits of money as well from people. And I just want to say thank you so much. Like, mm -hmm. thank you. Like, we wouldn't have got by without those people. So thank you, everyone who yeah. has really helped us. Like, so it's good that people show support. So but that shows that people loved as online well. do show support. The LGBTQIA community do. And we're going to the prides and everything. I love pride. Um, yeah. And because I feel I fit in. I thought, like, finally, it's like a family. I can't even explain it. It's a family. Not only do I feel a family with Damien, like, literally makes me feel so good and so loved in a family way, in, in every possible way. And, um, yeah, he is so fucking great. So I've got, I just got to say <laughs> to you, you are so fucking great. You're a, 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 the shining. You're, like, godly to me. <laughs> He's my king. Would like. you just have any more kids? Oh, I'd love to. I, I'd love to. Um, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But we want to get everything sorted. We want to get, like, rooms for our girls and everything like that. Um, uh, um, in fact, like, two weeks ago, I did find um, I was pregnant. And 
Um, then unfortunately, um, it didn't have a heartbeat. So no, no, no. But um, actually, what we said is we want stability for our kids that we got now. Um, so we want all their, we want rooms for all of them. We've got our motorhome home, which in which we're going to travel round. Um, then my tit went, and then our dog went under our. Um, I'd say dog, sorry. I have to say son puppy because he's like our little son. Mm -hmm. um, he ain't just a dog to us. Um, so, and then my tits, so what actually happened, I won't put it out there. Um, so I was told a certain thing of getting 1600 cc implants that everything was going to be fine assured me i got there and literally i've been given 800 cc and something in this and it's you know surgery is a thing i really love like i honestly is i like the fact i could change my body <laughs> and and it make it look good and um, but people still shame you for that as well but i i think it looks good and i love getting surgery i want to get that plump ass this per ass this year and um get my boobs sorted and my nose and there's just a couple of things that i want to do and but but damien is like he supports me in this as well if i didn't do it he, he won't care either. But I'm finding I've got someone who sits septic on my body. And do you know what? Even earlier, when I was feeling really low, um, he, he came on top of me, not sexually, well, well actually, my <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and he said, do you know what? He said, I love you for you. And it doesn't matter about this. He just wrote out an email to these people in Belgium. And um, I won't say who they are yet because this might be a legal thing. Um, but um, he literally, he said, it doesn't matter how long it takes. I love you for you. And I he, he fancy you and everything. And that's how he makes me feel. Mm -hmm. And it's oh, great. All the years then, how many men do you think you've been with? A lot. <laughs> I don't, I, I would say, so I would say at least, uh at least twenty thousand, maybe more. Yeah. And this is the happiest you've ever been. Absolutely. Well, that's the main thing. Oh my it god. It took you fucking twenty thousand men to it's find the way. ones. You know what I mean? Well and and thirty-three, <laughs> but do you know what? When I turned thirty, it was it was like oh fuck, I want something different. And then I found the porn. And then if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't have found this beautiful man. Yeah. So um, I'm really happy. But, you know, a big thing for us, like I said, I have a high sex drive. So does Damien. They both match. It's very important mm -hmm. for us. Our love is obviously the most. Then it's the sex. And and um, um, sorry, our love is the most. But I, I just want to say that in that is our family. So that's love, love, yeah. love, love. Um, and then it's the sex. I mean, we like go out and we, so when we're not with our children and I just want to say we keep everything, every single thing away from our kids, okay? We don't want, it, you know, we are so protective. Um, I do understand we can't protect them what they see online, but they know our names and they know not to go on there. And there has never been any problems um, in that. Only by other people being spiteful, you know? You're going to get that, though. Um, that's and just I, the way of the world. God, and I don't want my, any of my kids yeah. hurt. For anybody watching that's maybe in a dark place just now, like, what advice would you have for them? I, again, I just don't want anyone, one, I just don't want anyone to be judged. I don't want anyone to go through any kind of abuse. I would suggest, actually, right, I want everybody to get 
help that you need, whether it's from a friend, whether it's from, I just don't want you to go keep going through something that you have to go through again and again and again and again. Um, like, I, you know, I now I, I must I must do Damien's head in. Um, but we, but the good thing about our relationship as well is we talk about everything. So if I'm having a low day or D is, um, or if we're having a lot, I'm having a little bit of a manic thing. Um, it's, um, he looks after me and I, I was just, ever just find whether it's a therapist, whether it's a doctor, whether it's a friend, like I found today good, very good to open up. You've hit a few things as well. And I know it's been really difficult for Damien to hear. Um, I mean, he, he knows most of it, but actually going into detail and all that. Um, but reach out, reach out to someone. And, you know, if you do have addictions, um, you know, you can get free of them and do it in a per, in a, a positive way. Like now I use I use sex in a real positive way. I really do. I've found the love of my life and we're, we have um, great uh, like sex and, <laughs> and, and it's great. And yeah. it's great. We have great love, great sex. And, and again, it's just, you know, there are going to be out there. Pe people put you down online. They, people will put you down in the street. Um, they'll try and judge you and take you down because that's, that's what they want to do. Um, but and myself and Damien are fighting at the moment as well to um, for this is that people shouldn't be judged we're porn stars but we're trying to go mainstream and we, we're having to fight against that because we do porn and that's all you can do no way we're getting, we're getting our, our motorhome wrapped by Yanomise we, we've got um, big companies who are interested in a reality show so this proves that we are breaking barriers already yeah, and this is great news like just before we finish up like what's Sorry, your, been long, like, like, what's your social medias and only fans other people can yeah. get involved oh like. yeah awesome so i do have a gofundme page at the minute for my breasts um these still aren't right it's gonna take at least another uh reconstruction or two uh so that's the gofundme page on my twitter uh which is at sophie a slut um and hey <laughs> i look at slut as a good word yes baby i own that <laughs> um and on instagram it's at sophie a success then i'm sure d will say as well um but we have the at fucking explorers that's at fxxking explorers and that's the same for instagram as well and only fans is I had to change it because I got taken down. Um, so that's at Sophie Anderson Official. Sophie, listen, for coming on today, it's been a powerful story to understand mm. a bit about your background. I know it's been a bit dark, but you're still clearly a bubbly person. You try and see the good in people. Going. And do you know what? I see a sensitive little soul there, but I, I genuinely wish you all the best for the future. I hope you sort things out with your son and, and I yes, wish you nothing I but do. the best. Exactly. And you've got to keep on going, okay. babes. Got to keep on God going. Bless you. <laughs> Take care, babe. <laughs> Bye. Podcast Network.